When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the Alternative Hair Alchemist. This is Deborah Heim with you. You can find me at DebraHeim.com and VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. And this week, I thought we'd talk about lifespan of a wig. It's one of the most common questions I get asked, how long does a wig last? And there are many factors and variables that are going to affect that. And I have it narrowed down to four. The length is a factor, the care you give it, the activity level of yourself, like if you're a really active person, they tend to wear out a little bit faster. And one thing that I highly recommend is rotating more than one. It might sound crazy, but if you have more than one and you rotate the wear, it seems like all of them last so much longer. And one of the reasons is, is because having to shampoo and give it the care you know, that becomes fewer and far in between when you have more to rotate. So let's talk about length first. Anytime you are talking about alternative hair, something shoulder length or above is just naturally going to give you the most wear. Why is that? Because any place that the wig or the hair fiber, whether it's human, whether it's synthetic, any place that the fiber gets friction, which would be shoulder length or below. You know, when the hair moves back and forth, that causes friction, which starts the frizzing process. I'm sure you've known. And this is one of the things you can learn to monitor along the length of your wig life. Like, you know how it looks when you first get it. And as you go along, keep an eye on that frizz level, because there are a couple things you can do to keep it at a minimum. But here's the thing. Anytime you want a long-lasting wig, if it's shoulder length or above, it just naturally lasts quite a bit longer. It seems like the longer ones are the ones I gravitate to, but I usually do a few things to keep it from being exposed to friction so much. Quite often I do that low scrunchie and clip it up to give you that high ponytail look or a simple barrette or whatever you can do to keep that length from swinging, to keep that length from getting caught under your purse strap or your seat belt. Just anything to keep the friction down in general is going to keep you ahead of the game. And also, know what fiber, or if your your wig is human hair, if it is regular synthetic, if it is heat okay synthetic, there are things you can do specifically 
to the type of the wig to reduce the frizzing or to learn how to trim it as you go along. But that is maybe I'll have time to discuss that a little bit more in length at the end of this episode. However, Let me tell you, you can find a video out there of how to do anything with alternative hair. That is one thing that I can say has changed hugely since I first opened my shop in 2017. And speaking of videos, we have a care video. If you simply go to YouTube and search VHH Synthetic, just those words. It's going to pull our video right up. And I'll tell you, our video is done by the wonderful Haywig sister, Denise Sheets. And she did this specifically for our shop because we tend to get a lot of first-time wig wearers or people that want to really know how to take care of a wig. So she helped us out by making this video. And it is up there for anybody. At first, I intended it just for the clients, but it's just a really well-done video. Everything she says is exactly how I take care of my own wigs. So that is up there as a resource that you can check out. And I'm going to tell you, when I need to find out how to do something with my own alternative hair, the first person I look for is Denise Sheets. If she has a video on it, I can tell you it's reliable and it will do the trick. So generally, in a nutshell, here's how I care for my wig. For me, less is more. There's a bazillion products out there, but And what you choose is such a personal preference. I don't like a lot of heavy scents in my products. It seems like a lot of them will have a smell, and I'm just very sensitive to that. So that's a factor. And you can find a wig product for absolutely every use you can think of. And it's kind of fun to try them out. But what you need to take care of your wig the best is really relatively pretty simple. You want to be aware of what type of fiber it is and the fibers as they wear become dry. Same thing with human hair because there is no scalp oil to moisten the human hair. So with any alternative hair, you want to make sure it's well conditioned and keep it from getting dry. So with synthetic wigs, you know, when I first started purchasing wigs and I would ask how to take care of them, like nobody knew because they didn't wear wigs. And I've had people come into my shop that were told, oh, you can use regular shampoo, you can use dish soap, you know, and that is true. You can use whatever you have. But if you want to maintain your investment, you want something that's going to put a little bit of moisture back into it that isn't going to clog up. This goes for conditioners too. You don't want something that's going to heavy duty clog it up because then you don't get the movement of the hair. Then like with some of the gels and stuff like that, you'll get that look for five minutes while you're standing in front of the mirror. But later on down the road, then you have, you know, sometimes you can't even get a comb through the hair because, you know, the gel or the conditioner is so heavy. So again, with care, less is more. I refer you to the VBLHH video for a good guideline. Next up, 
activity level. I am a very active person. I'm very animated. I'm Italian. I use my hands and my head all of the time. So with me, any alternative hair I have on is swinging. I also have a part-time gig now at a warehouse. So I'm moving all of the time. And I can tell you that my wigs, no matter how good of care I take of them, they tear up a lot faster when you're more active. I have clients that really don't do a whole lot, like maybe say in front, I mean a lot physically, okay, I'm not saying they don't work, but if your work is like sitting at a desk conducting one-to-one meetings with people, your wigs will just generally last a lot longer. That's why like for cycling, for exercise, for working at the gym, you know that wig is going to get torn up anyway. So usually for those type of occasions or for like my, my work hours at the warehouse, I generally choose one of my lesser expensive wigs or a wig that just has lost its pizzazz, but it isn't to the point where I would throw it out. So I designate those for, you know, my work wigs or my house wigs and keep at least one really nice one for going to the shop or for going out. And ideally, I want you to have more than one really nice one. But at least if you can do it that way, which leads me to the next thing, which is rotating. Don't be afraid to have more than one wig. And it doesn't matter if it's a slightly different color or even a different length. I used to worry so much about people knowing, you know, oh, they're going to know, they're going to see that it's changed and they're going to know I have a wig on. And let me tell you, we perceive that so much more than people really pay attention to. It is just a self-perception thing. I tell the story all the time. The last couple of weeks of my nursing, I switched styles. I switched colors, lengths. You have it. And the only thing people would ask if I did my hair differently or if I colored my hair, they just, if you're doing it right, the wigs nowadays are so realistic. Nobody suspects that they're a wig. They're going to think you just got your hair done. So, you know, when you rotate, when you wear one wig for maybe two days, switch it up, wear another one. For some reason, it will make all the wigs in your collection last quite a bit longer. And by having more wigs, you're in a position where you're not shampooing it all the time because you have more choices. So that's just an all-around good deal. And you can look at it like this. It actually helps you to have more than one wig. If you're maybe one of those people that doesn't want to spend on themselves, if you look at adding another wig to your rotation as actually helping you save your money, that's the way I recommend to look at it because it really, really does. Lastly, a good spray conditioner and monitoring the wear. When you take your wig off at night, I recommend a wide tooth comb. Although people use other things, you can't use anything wrong on a wig. It's all personal preference. But I use the wide tooth comb. Sometimes I'll just use the corner of it to comb it out the length from the bottom up. 
pay attention to the nape of the neck. That's where I'll usually hit it with a good spray conditioner after wear when it's going to rest either in the box, on the hook, or on the rack until the next wear. A good light spray conditioner. I like Renew and Repair from Envy. I like Restore from Raquel Welch, which is also a heat protectant, but it's good on just regular synthetic wigs too. So, you know, those are two products that I always have on hand for my own personal collection. So take that for what it's worth. But a little bit of spray conditioner, sometimes that will calm down the frizzies. You definitely, any type of Water in a spray bottle is a great, great, great styling tool because it's not going to build up on your fibers. And I underestimated just how important having water in a fine mist spray bottle is. It takes care of static especially in the winter, because putting coats on and off and anything that causes friction is going to give you some of that static. If you simply moisten your hands, run your hands across your wig, that takes care of the flyaways. There's other methods to do that, but water is something that I always recommend you keep in a spray bottle right there at your styling table. And be aware of which wig if it's a regular synthetic you can use a steamer for frizzies or style changes um if it's a heat okay alternative hair you need to pay attention to the manufacturer because there is different temperatures that you can use your styling tools on it but you know either way you have that that's why i like the heat friendly fibers especially beltress raquel welch make two of my favorite fibers that are heat friendly because when the frizzies start up I simply moisten them down flat iron it out and it looks fresh all over again and I tend to get a little bit lazy about doing that and I only mention that because when I do make the effort to go do that to the ends it looks so nice and I'm like you know wow I need to do this more often it doesn't really take that long and it extends the wear and how good it looks so much more I don't know. I think that's a human trait. I resist getting on the treadmill too. And then when I'm done, I'm like, wow, I should be doing that all the time. But hey, you know, live and learn and just do your best. Hopefully I said something that helped you tune in for the next episode of The Alternative Hair Alchemist. And until then, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.